Fear is the result of being self-dependent, and faith is the result of being God-dependent. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is John Maxwell again, and he is finishing up the message that we started last week about feeding your faith and kind of getting rid of your fear. And the secret to feeding your faith, he shares with us, is gratitude. Here's John. How do people, how, how do people feed their faith? Okay, we talked enough about the fearful people. The people feed their faith, let me tell you what they do. They do the opposite of people that feed their fear. Let me give you an example. Fear causes us to forget the good things God's done for us. Faith causes us to remember, remember the good things God has done for us. Totally opposite. You show me a person of faith and they'll tell you, oh, I remember when God did this for me and oh my gosh, God did that for me. And I'm telling you, there was a time when I'm God and, and, and they're always, they, they just know, they remember, look what God did me. And, and, and they just are, con- they're, they're constantly, they have an attitude of gratitude David read the James 1 70, every good and perfect gift comes from God. And, and, and that's how they feel. They just say everything comes from God. And I know we got Thanksgiving this Thursday. But listen, I'm telling you, these people, they're just not into Thanksgiving. They're into thanks living. It's something they do all the time. This is something they do every day. They're just grateful for God and, and what he has done. My father's 95, just turned 95 this week. And and so we're, we're going up to be with him up in, up in his area, my brother's ranch. And so the kids, the grandkids, we're all going, it's, it's kind of good. Dad's, that's, that's still doing good, but he's, he's just not quite as strong as he was. In fact, you know, he's chaplain of the, uh, of the assisted care living and, and he, he's got some lower back issues. And so he had to give it up. He, he had to give that up. And, um, and so we were, Mark and I were with him for last week for Sunday, last Sunday we were up there. And he was so excited. He said, you know, I had to give up my, you know, I don't, I don't go around visiting the people now. He said, I can't quite do that now. But he said, I've started a new ministry. He said, I've got a telephone ministry now. And it's amazing. He said, people can call in now. And I pray for them. He said, I just hand my number everywhere and just say, need prayer, just call me. And he said, the phone's ringing off the hook. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it, isn't it beautiful? 95, can't now walk around and really help people like he wants to. So he's got a telephone ministry. My dad's going to live till he dies. <laughs> and he's not going to get the two confused. Most people do. I know a whole bunch of people, they're already dead. They just haven't made it official yet. And people of faith, what do people of faith do? People of faith, they, they remember the good things. They remember the good things that God, and, and attitude is, is contagious, isn't that true? Birds of a feather flock together. That's why people of faith flock together, people of fear flock together. Now, all of us know somebody that's negative. How, how many of you know at least one negative person? Would you raise your hand, just one? That's good, yeah. Some of you got two hands up, some of you are trying to. <laughs> how many of you are sitting beside that person right now? Just, you know. Okay, don't, don't. That second question is an IQ test. Okay. okay. Now, here's how faith and fear works. See, we never get rid of all fear. We have the negative and the positive within us. And the one that wins out is the one that's more powerful. If fear is stronger than faith, fear will usually win out. If faith is stronger than fear, faith will win out. 
And, and what we need to do is understand that if we feed that faith, we'll starve that fear. When, when I was in my, in my late 20s, I really felt God speaking to me about learning to be salt and light and learning to share my faith and leading people to Christ in, in just secular world. But I was full of fear. I was full of a lot of fear because I, I never had done this before and, and I knew that I'd get a lot of people that would say no and I knew that there would be a lot of people that wouldn't be open to what I shared and I, I knew that it was, wasn't always gonna be good. And so I had some of this fear and the fear was a little bit heavier than my faith and it was, it was holding me back. And, and one day I was reading in Acts chapter four and it was about the early church and the, and the early apostles and the leaders who were out witnessing and, and, the, and, and they were threatened. They were threatened. And, you know, they were put in prison, they were beaten, they were all kind of, but they were threatened. And, and as soon as I saw that, oh, that's exactly how I feel. And so, but they prayed a prayer and it was easy, amazing what they said. They said, God behold their threatenings. You know, the first thing that they wanted when they, when they felt that fear is they wanted to know that God saw their problem. I just want you, God, did you see that? Did, did you see what they're saying? Did, 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 you, did you feel that rejection? God, God, behold their threatenings. In other words, the first thing we need to do when, when we have fear is understand that God is aware of everything that we're going through, every fear, every negative thing, every bad thing. Understand, God's aware. The second thing that happened to them is said, fill us with boldness. They, they, they were feeling cold and they wanted to feel bold. And they said, fill us with boldness. So, that, so they, got, they got bold. They said, would you do me a favor? I, 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 the fear is a little bit heavy for me, so could you give me some boldness? I need, some, I need something to booster my faith, to get my faith above that fear. And the third thing they said, and, and God, could we see you do miracles in the lives of people? In other words, could we see your hand? Could we see your hand? And when I read that, I began to understand very quickly that how you feed your faith is you recognize your problems. Say, God, I've got a fear here. I've got a problem here. I've got a difficulty with this. I, this is hard for me. This is, there's a mountain in front of me. I got, this is a challenge. It's okay. Tell God. He already knows. He's aware of where you are. Let him know. Say, I've got some fears, so I need some boldness. I need some boldness. And, and God, can I just see your hand every once in a while? Just, just work in the lives of, of the people. You see, fear causes us to despair of our future but faith enables us to depend upon God for our future. You see, fear is the result of being self-dependent and faith is the result of being God-dependent. So how do I feed my faith? Okay, the story's unfolding now. Gratitude. You feed your faith by being grateful for what God has done for you. It's exactly opposite of people of fear. They don't remember the good things. People of faith remember the good things God has done. Gratitude. Second is growth. They become people of faith because they do things of faith. They cross the Jordan. They, be, they, 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 they begin to take the risk. They move forward. They begin, to, they begin to grow. And the third area is being God-dependent. They, they, they realize that there are things in their world that they have to depend on God. If they don't depend on God, they will never receive them and never achieve them in their life. So how do you feed your faith? Gratitude, don't forget what God has done for you. Growth, go forward, don't wonder, don't, don't be satisfied, don't, don't stay where you are, and, and become God dependent. I was in Washington DC a couple weeks ago, and, and wherever I go, a lot of the times people give me coins, and, and they're very popular right now, and I had, a, I had a man come up to me, a leader come up to me and said, I, I wanna give you a coin, and he said, I think this is the secret to the Christian faith and walk, and, 
So I thanked him and stuck it in my pocket. I really didn't even look at it. And later on, I got in the, when I get in, the, get in the car to go back to the plane, I pulled it out and, and I looked at it. And on one side, it has gratitude. And on the other side, it has dependence. And I thought, how true that is. Be grateful and remember every good thing that God has done for you. But be dependent. Because those fears and all the things that you're going to face in the future, you need God. In fact, I'll tell you how we're supposed to be in a relationship with him. It's the story that I love so well in Luke chapter 18. People brought babies to Jesus, hoping that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they shooed them off. Jesus called them back, let these children alone. Don't get between them and me. These children are the kingdom's pride and joy. Mark this, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you're never gonna get in. What is a child? A child is dependent, dependent on God, dependent on a parent. When I was young in my ministry, there, there was a passage of scripture that bothered me and I wrestled with, with the, for probably six months, I wrestled with God over this. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And I, I couldn't figure that verse out because I said, man, I don't mean it's unkindly, but I'm doing a lot of things without God. And I'd make my list, I'd say, God, I did this, did this, did this. I wasn't trying to be aloof, I wasn't trying to be arrogant, I was just, I was having a hard time, without me, you can do nothing. And then one day, I just, I learned and sat at his feet. And he said, what that means, John, is without me, you can do nothing of eternal consequences. There's nothing that is going to be eternal that you can do. You have to depend on me for every eternal thing. And because, because I'm a person of, of eternal values, I, 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 every day I, I, I basically pray this kind of like this declaration of dependence with God and I basically say, I don't know who I'm gonna see, I don't know where I'm gonna go, I don't know what I'm gonna be interacting and who I'm gonna be acting with, but, but, but God, here's what I want. I want. I want you to do eternal things through my life today. I don't want to do wood, hay, and stubble. I, wood, hay, and stubble, I know that's, that's what I do. That's what Maxwell does. I, I, want to, I want to do the eternal stuff. I grew up with a plaque at our home that said, only one life, it'll soon be passed. And only what's done for God will last. And when you learn to lean on Jesus, do what he tells you to do? Lean harder. Lean harder. Cast all your anxieties, your fears on him because he cares for you. That was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, How to Feed Your Faith. And you can also find out more information about him and his products and all the things that he offers at johnmaxwell.com. Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode and that your faith has been built by listening to the Word of God. Have a great day, and I will see you again tomorrow. Bye.